0: Hello, this is Margaret Ajibada, the STEM Positive Disruptor, and today I have on my platform a special guest, Nicolas Donko. Um, he's a senior consultant with Amazon Web Services um, and inter- Internet, of, Internet of Things, which he will tell us more about. The reason why we set up this platform is we want to educate, we want to raise awareness, we want to change people's perception and demystify what STEM is, that's science, technology, engineering and mathematics. It's about bringing the public into our domain, showing them the diverse roles that we have and diverse people that we have. Because again, what we are saying, we want to show the, that we want to be more inclusive and more accessible and show the diversity. And for us to do that, we have to showcase those people that actually work within the industry And so I'm just grateful that this (laughs) gentleman, Nicholas, is um, happy to join us on my platform today. So thank you and welcome again, Nicholas.
1: Thank you, Margaret. appreciate the invitation. It's great to be here.
0: Well, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, without further ado, please tell us more about what you do.
1: Absolutely. Um, so I, I work for Amazon Web Services, as you said. And um, I've been with them now for over six years. And I work in a, a professional services role. So that means that I work closely with our customers to actually design and implement solutions on the Amazon Web Services platform. Um, so I actually get my hands dirty, as they as they would say. Um, the, the role that I perform is uh, an IOT consultant. So IOT stands for Internet of Things, and it deals with connected devices. Um, the, the way I could best put it is, or the way at least that i see iot is that i work to connect people to their environment Um, so we deal with sensors that are placed remotely um, collecting information about the environment and this could be in a factory it could be out in a remote um, location and it brings that information back into a platform which then allows business leaders allows uh, engineers to gain insight from the data Um, and then they can do lots of different things with that data they can build new products they can Uh, improve customer experiences Uh, so the way that I look at it that what I do is helping to create a a better future for tomorrow I
0: well hey exactly that's what we want to do that's why we we (laughs) Because again, when we think about a STEM or science, technology, engineering, and mathematics, it's about what we do and how we make a difference, and how it's impacting our world in a, in a positive way. And that's what we want to showcase. Again, we want to get young people, we want to young people to look at what we do and how it, it's making a difference within within our world itself. I mean, of course everyone's all right, re- it's all relative to who you're speaking to. But in general, if we can give this information out to the public, especially young people who think, oh, I can't do this, this is too hard. But you're a prime example of what's possible, Nicholas. And so I'm so grateful uh, that you uh, um explained that in detail, because I think that's that's very important. I, I was quite I'm intrigued because you started off as a mechanical engineer. I'm sorry, I did that as well. I, I don't did. know how I ended up in IT. But tell us why the shift? Well, maybe not
1: yeah. the shift. No, I see. So uh, to be honest, I don't see it as going too far away from engineering. So yes, I started off with mechanical engineering. Um, I actually studied at Imperial College. And what I found during my studies is that it, it didn't necessarily excite me to go through the process of becoming a chartered engineer. Um, I was looking at kind of that specialization approach and going really deep into something very specific, and then coming out the end of that being very specialized. And actually, I, I prefer to be more of a jack of jack of all trades. Um, and and within IT, you've got that ability to just do whatever comes your way Mm -hmm. and that's exactly what's happened uh, in my career so I I started off in actually business process management when I started in IT Mm -hmm. Uh, worked for a small uh, company uh, based in Watford um, and they sold a business process management suite and and that's basically allowing uh, businesses to automate their their processes Mm -hmm. and uh, for me that introduction to a customer facing IT role was fantastic because as i said i didn't want to specialize i didn't want to go deep even in it i didn't want to be a core developer Mm -hmm. um for me i really wanted to be out solving problems that were important to people so a customer facing it role within business process management was almost the the perfect opportunity for me to really explore that Mm -hmm. um and i did that for about four years Mm -hmm. and then i suppose it, it was still very niche So I was working with only Microsoft technologies. Um, It was just within business process management, even though that business process management spanned multiple industries. I I worked with banks. I worked with retail. I worked in engineering customers. Um, So I did work with lots of different types of processes. It was still, for me, a, a bit too narrow. So I I started looking at the market. I wanted to kind of expand my horizons towards um, project management, um, software development lifecycle, and so on. So um, I actually uh, applied for a solution architect role with a company called Screwfix. Um, and they're based, uh, or their head office is based in Yeovil, which is where my, my wife comes from. Um, so, and at the time, we were considering moving. So it was, again, a perfect fit. And my actually, my, my entire career is sort of this journey of perfect fits coming in at certain times. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I consider myself very lucky for that. Um, but Screwfix gave me the opportunity to kind of broaden my horizons so as a solution architect I was looking within retail at a broad set of systems um, spanning the entire retail domain so from uh, procuring products so within the buying and merchandising from uh, being able to uh, stock the products so we had many systems that were doing many diverse different things within the business all the way through to the, the supply chain side so being able to the, um, with, with Screwfix, they had three-minute uh, click and collect, for example. So understanding how those systems worked, and, and really getting into kind of retail as a domain, um, I did that for two years, and it was around the time that cloud was becoming. Uh, uh, predominant in the market Mm -hmm. you started to see a lot of um, kind of these quick startups spinning up and doing fantastic things with like industry leading technology and I was sat within the retail industry which wasn't moving as fast Mm -hmm. Um, and you know they did catch up and I've seen some fantastic things coming out of our retail customers while I've been at AWS Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a bit slow at the start um, mm-hmm. So I decided that, uh, and, and this is part of my my profile. I, I like to work with industry leading technology, and I like to work with um, really intelligent people that are going to push me forward. Um, so when I was looking at uh, opportunities to do that, AWS was you know, a fantastic chance to to just meet those types of people, work with mm-hmm. that type of technology, mm-hmm. but then also in the well, Almost a, as, a, as a byproduct of doing that also working to improve society because the, the work that we do is really going out and changing how these businesses do what they do mm-hmm. uh, if you take manufacturing for example um there but by introducing iot and introducing these insights they're able to impr- be more sustainable for mm-hmm. example they're able to uh, create more products that actually meet their customer satis- uh, customer satisfaction mm-hmm. so it's It's something that for me, I look at it as a a calling more than a career. Um, And this is why I think there's a lot of things that I say I'm really grateful for how they fit in. um, Because I really actually, when I wake up in the morning, enjoy going in and understanding what it is that I can help. My customers with and then the technology is a byproduct to get to the solution but at the end of the day we're improving the situation for the customer for their customers and and so on so that's kind of how uh, i i saw that journey and the the switch from engineering to iot for me was it wasn't a conscious thing it, it just at the end of my degree it was I want to do something that is going to challenge me, is going to keep me growing. And and as you can see from the the description there, IT gave gave me that chance, You a a continual growth journey, and it's still going. It it hasn't ended.
0: (laughs) That's true. I mean, you actually call yourself a pure technologist.
1: Yeah I, well, a true I consider,
0: technologist. <laughs> yeah I consider
1: myself a true technologist i I, I i have a a great admiration for what technology can do for customers and customer experiences mm-hmm. and and i think that belief has also kind of led me to the that space the iot space where it's kind of emerging of technology and the physical world
0: indeed you know it's so true and i i do love the fact that you understood i think it's it's so important as any individual person is to know who you are knowing what works for you you knew that you didn't want to be um how do you say an expert in a particular role but you wanted to have a varied experience which allows you to then even though you have the foundation you're able to do much more than that so as a consultant that actually gives you the opportunity to do that so what would you describe a typical a typical day for
1: you? Oh, it varies. Um so my role can involve advisory where we're working with customers that are just looking for, for us to kind of understand what how they're doing their uh, their business today, particularly around the, the technology that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. And how we can advise them to go and improve the situation so it might be that they are migrating a particular platform and that platform has been particularly costly to them it might be that we're working with a customer that wants to save energy Mm -hmm. so that can be advisory but then we can go into the next step which is okay well we've identified an area where we can go deep and and really help you by bringing some of this technology to life Mm -hmm. so then we work with the customer we will design a solution and then we can go all the way through to actually implement that solution on the AWS platform Mm-hmm.
0: that's so true I, and i like that i mean i do stand the consult but i think when you speak to uh, an audience everyone has their own perceptions it's quite nice to be able to get to understand how you how things work for you and also I, it's quite interesting as well because um you know you 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 in a way you do lots of project management because that also is, is a role that and um, and you know you said you didn't want to be a chartered engineer which is quite interesting though because if you're part of the NBC is that just for you to <laughs> I don't understand I'm, I'm part of I'm well I do I'm a fellow PCS but the only reason I'm asking that is that you can still become a chartered engineer if you wanted to or a, a mm-hmm. chartered practice IT protect, practitioner if that's the word they use now
1: yes Okay. so I, I see them as being slightly different. So the, the, okay. it wasn't so much the chartership that was the issue. I think for me, when I looked at the process within engineering, yeah. engineering is, a, uh, is quite a specialist area. Yeah. And if you want to go, uh, for me, being a generalist in engineering is actually really challenging because the, to, 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 well, if I look at um, oil and gas as an area, if you want to be able to really make a difference within engineering you need to know that domain really well um sort of industry specialism mm-hmm. and if i compare that to what i'm doing now within iot i i'm not a specialist in any particular industry so i work with customers from automotive from engineering from you know municipals. Uh, so I bring the technology I understand how the technology can help mm. and then I'm more of a generalist working with the customer understanding their business and then trying to apply the technology in the best fit or best way that mm. meets the needs that they have mm. so that's that's how I see the difference and okay. it meant that I can be much more general I, yes I go quite deep in terms of the IoT technology but I'm not necessarily within a particular industry, industry
0: okay. yeah do you know hey I yeah, and this is this is so important. And you know why I do like what you said is because sometimes we feel we have to be an expert in something, but we don't have to. You can be a general um engineer or have that uh, varied experience. And this is what you said. And I think you also mentioned that this is your true calling. <laughs> is that more to do because, because you're very customer facing? It's really about your um relationship with your customers. The software is just a a byproduct of what you really do, what you actually truly enjoy. Can I say that correctly? Oh, yeah. yeah is it, that right
1: <laughs> it, 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 so yes it's it's partly true if i was doing a job that was purely developing and building solutions without having the customer interaction my day would be i feel much less um meaningful to you know to me um i think the combination of being able to work with people and actually see the fruition of the technology in their domain yeah. is what makes my, my my day or my role so rewarding from my perspective
0: do you know hey that is so true and you know I and mean, I, I do love I do love that I think in a way you, what you're saying that this is who I am this is who this is where I feel comfortable this is where I feel I can give my best and I think that's so important because when the public listens to you or young people hear you they don't and um, they it gives them that understanding that hold on you don't have to be this in order to be able to do that but as long as you understand who you are and how you see yourself I mean you're of course that evolves because you know, the more you the, the more experience you have or the more older yeah. you get you find you realize where you really truly fit and what makes you tick and then you're able to adapt to suit or the, the, you know, make the environment suit you in so many ways and I guess where you are right now it works very well for you because you've been there quite a, a period of time as well so um Thank you very much for that, because that's so so important. Because again, it's about you, the, the knowing yourself, and you know yourself very well now to know what works for you, what makes you tick, <laughs> what will not make you tick.
1: It's, it's, it, it wasn't always that way, Margaret. It's it's, it's been a journey.
0: Indeed, <laughs> exactly, and that's and I think that's so important to know, that, and it's so important so that when people hear you say that, they know that it's okay not to know everything now. But when you get to that that place of understanding of who you are, then when you make those choices or decisions, you know it will work. It's it'll be the right one for you. As long as you're not a follower, as long as you know who you are. Because <laughs> not everyone can make that decision because they feel they have to be part of, I don't know, the group or whether or not, you know, the, the people that do all these things because that's seems to be where the recognition is. But hey, I, I do like this. So thank you so much, Nicholas, for that.
1: Not a problem at all.
0: Thank you. So, um, <clears throat> if you were to just look at it in a more generic point of view, because we want to enthuse young people, we want to enthuse diverse people from diverse backgrounds into, say, doing what you do right now, what, how would you say to them? <laughs>
1: so sell iot sell professional services well
0: just basically your role because you know not everyone and you know sometimes we think we everyone knows what a consultant does and how it fits in but really i know you've explained that but if someone wanted to follow your path what would you say would be uh i don't know steps i don't know
1: yeah so i give a bit of context to certainly how my journey started mm. um i suppose this is prior to uh, graduating um it's going kind to of come into that realization that and engineering wasn't the direction i wanted to go in and, and actually I, I had some childhood dreams that you know i originally wanted to be a pilot at one point all right um, so when i graduated and and still in line with the engineering because i was looking at you know doing some commercial flying then potentially going into being a test pilot for one of the aviation companies you know boeing a- or airbus that was kind of what i was originally looking at and um unfortunately my eyesight didn't meet the standard but i uh, i tried out for the course anyway at Oxford Aviation Academy got through um they gave me my certificate to say look you can start in September if you if, if, if you, everything checks out did my eye test and unfortunately i wasn't eligible for a pilot's license i have a, a i had a degenerative eye condition at the time mm-hmm. um which i've since had um arrested by um some some surgery um so it's, it's all good now okay. but um as a result of that i had to kind of sit back and look at what is it that is meaningful to me and that's where that that kind of uh, insight came from in terms of looking at iot um uh, well not so much iot but it and then going through that journey that's had led me to iot mm-hmm. um and the initial insight came from uh while i was working at apple so i was a family specialist uh, at the milton Keynes apple and uh gentleman came in who was an enterprise architect at atos um and i spent a good half hour just in a general conversation with with this gentleman and at the end of the conversation he said you would make a fantastic architect i said what what's an architect i've never even thought about that as a as a as an option and he gave me this advice he said look it's if you're interested in getting into architecture, first of all, you need to be as broad as you can. So get yourself into a bit, I don't know, customer-facing role that's in, that is uh, deeply involved with technology. And so that was initially my my, my spur, um, and that's when I uh, did a retraining course with a company, Just IT, at the time in London. Um, spent six months in there, and then uh, through again the, the luck of the draw. This particular company that I started off with, PNM Soft, the, the BPM uh, business process management company, were looking for people at that time. So I'd never actually completed the course. It's meant oh, to be a 12 month get... course. I got right. uh, six months in, and, and they came in and said, Look, actually, we're looking for customer facing people that we can actually teach. Uh, so I spent the time with them. They leveraged the soft skills that I had from my my background, my upbringing, my time at university, but then they gave me the the technical depth and working with the Microsoft technologies. So the advice I would give is be open, find that right fit for you. It's not necessarily to dive into a particular technology today. It's not particularly to dive into a particular area of industry, but find where for you, you get that balance of. If, again if you're looking for customer facing that balance of customer facing with technology and that's what leads you to kind of a consulting role um, both of those skills have to come together um, in order for you to to be successful in consulting mm-hmm. and it can and it's it, which technology doesn't really matter mm-hmm. um, you know I've been on a, a journey where it led me through stages of getting more and more technical over time Mm -hmm. but I've seen people go the other way I've seen them come in be relatively technical to start off with you know graduating from computer science and actually go towards project management to business architecture Mm -hmm. so it really depends on what resonates with you um, but you need to be open give and also be patient sometimes you'll be in a place where you know it's not really fitting but actually taking the time to bed in to that still teaches lessons and lessons that are transferable to the next role or the next role Um, and this is really not working absolutely don't 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 stay but where you can kind of find that middle ground for me it's always about that middle ground of if, if i stay here am i going to learn something new is it going to support my my future growth and it may not be that the job the whole job is really working for me but if I can identify those things that are helping me forward and really kind of bed those down, then actually staying in the role for six months, a year, you can see that as a stepping stone. And, and for me, it's really about the mindset. It's, it's the perspective. And so that helped me kind of identify the key things that were important and it was always about growth what's the next phase what mm. what gets me to the next level of uh, competence or to the next level of um soft skills i tried to push myself particularly with like public speaking for example aws really pushed me to actually start getting up on stage mm. and initially that was hard you know I'm, I'm not one to kind of stand in the limelight i've i've, I've you know historically I'm quite shy um, but through the journey it, it's kind of giving me more confidence of myself and I think that's yeah. the the thing I would call out is be open you know take opportunities as they come uh, but don't be too prescriptive on yourself either.
0: Mm. That's so true that is so true I think sometimes we feel we have to be this because everyone's saying you have to some we listen to everybody else's voices rather than our own and the- what's true to us and you found that and i think in a way that is so so important and i think if when i look back on all the speakers they came to that understanding or came to that conclusion hold on a minute what is it what makes me tick what makes me happy and then finding that enables you to then prepare yourself for because when you find your space then everything becomes easier as well because then you enjoy what you're doing, and it shows that, and people want that. And it's just like just, just going back slightly to, to the person you met who said, hmm, "I think he could be an architect." Um, no, is an architect? Yeah, architect. And it's, yeah, at a, the time, yeah, yes. at, at, the yeah. ta- at the time, not you know. But that was you didn't even think about that because he, yeah. you know, you didn't see as he saw it. But you know, people, people do observers. People do see things that maybe we don't always see, and they pinpoint and bring that out as well. And the fact is that you, you tried you said be open and you open yourself to that opportunity even though you you weren't really sure where you were heading but yeah look at you now (laughs) many years later well (laughs) two years later anyway
1: (laughs) yeah and 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 I'm still seeing opportunities and Mm -hmm. this is I think the I suppose a a takeaway that I would leave to the audience is that Mm -hmm. you know opportunities can come from anywhere yeah Um, so being open to the opportunities that come and and sometimes they may not be the direction that you originally intended for yourself yeah but when you look at it and and sometimes timing comes in and Mm. when you look at it and you go even if I was to do this for a short period of time the growth from that could propel me to something you know astronomical something that I'd never thought of in a direction that I'd never considered Mm. and so that openness for me is really key
0: so true I you know I do agree with you as well I think it's so so important and I think in a way we, this is what we want to do we want to we want to get people to not be so caught up in the now or what they feel it should be the right thing but just stand back stay back stand back a bit and just reflect because I think when you reflect it gives you opportunity to think about okay, oh this is me now what is it is it working for me but what can I gain from this it's also every everywhere every step you take is a an opportunity to learn and i think exactly. when you grasp that it means that you're not going to be so overwhelmed by situation or you make the uh, uh, irrational decisions because you just don't feel it fits in or whatever reasons why and I, that's so great and i've open to opportunity or be open-minded to what can be presented and do not shut the door just because it doesn't seem to be as you want it to be you know yeah. um yeah so wonderful yeah. So, just quite quickly, I just want to start. You know, within your uh, organisation itself, yes, is it quite diverse?
1: you know this is what we yeah so absolutely so the 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 actual AWS uh, team is extremely diverse as a global company we have um uh, colleagues from various backgrounds from uh in terms of ethnicity in terms of uh, uh, kind of um religion so when you go through it actually there's people from every walks of life um to be honest that's part of why i enjoy consulting (laughs) so you know because whether i'm dealing with aws colleagues or Mm. dealing with colleagues from outside into the other into the customers Mm. when you walk into the room you're dealing with people with a very diverse background yeah Um, you know they're coming from upbringings that are wildly different from my own yeah and the the upbringings really imprint on us you know and and make us who we are so you're not just selling technology as a consultant you're actually going in and understanding people yeah my my job is is actually working with people and as a result of working with people I identify challenges needs and then I try and do a a, a, a match of mm-hmm. those needs to technology and mm-hmm. this is why I think you know it's it's not so much when you look if you have a, a calling towards Consulting actually you can consult in many areas yeah you know it, it, technology is just one area that you can consult in and mm-hmm. if it's the consulting aspect that's the calling actually there's a there's a huge range of, of yeah. things that you can do um so f- for me within the organization yes hugely diverse I, I i have um some relatively different opinions towards the uh, kind of the diversity and inclusion um topic and i was debating whether or not to bring them up in this particular um, please do, conversation. Please so do. We, we already live in a diverse world and uh, you know we're only getting more diverse um but i, I fi- feel um and this is something that's an insight that's come to me just over the last few years that actually as a as a race as a human race we're not necessarily ready for inclusion and and the reason i say that is that we're we're very um at the level of consciousness that we are today we're very um tied to this idea of self and i see uh, more and more uh, segregation coming in as uh-huh. opposed to um actually coming towards a collective so for example just, just as one example and i i have no um uh, issues with anybody that use pronouns for example i think mm-hmm. it, you know using pronouns is something that if you're comfortable with and you want to share them you should absolutely do so but for me pronouns is another separation it's another way of defining that's self that's- and separating us out rather than coming together, together. um and you know i see as a you know if i take the the pronouns as an example that for me they're labels and we we continually as a as a race we have to give things names yeah but as soon as we give them a name we're able to attach feeling emotion and then Mm -hmm. as a result of that feeling emotion stigma arises and Uh there was a, a period of time around the time of the the black Lives matters movement and I, I i was really challenged by it because i i didn't necessarily identify as being black mm. and and only because you know it black for me doesn't Speak to my heritage doesn't mm. speak to my history. Mm. I'm an African Caribbean. I have mix of African Caribbean blood. I have a Caribbean family and who I see regularly, and I love my Caribbean food. Mm-hmm. And I have an African family when they go back to Ghana, and I love the the culture that they bring. Mm. But none of that is spoken to by a color. True. And if, if, you know, for me, that we we need to kind of transcend this this uh, attachment to to words you know mm. the human race is a mastery or have mastered language mm. but actually all that language has done to create division yeah. over time and we need to kind of transcend this and i'm going on this journey um currently through um kind of learning a little bit more about how my ego and how do i let go of my ego mm. because mm. you know when it shows up it actually causes more harm than than good and so you know when I look at um, the same thing for transcending and trying to surrender and trying to let go I see that coming through in the inclusion topic specifically around uh, understanding and transcending some of these labels that as a a race we've attached to Um, and then we'll be ready for inclusion because at that point without these labels coming together as a collective just seeing each other as what we are one one consciousness one parts of one being Mm -hmm. we're able to actually do far more um for society than than what we i mean we've come a long way don't get me wrong but Mm -hmm. just moving to that next level the things that we could potentially do for society are are immense and um you know to 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 bring it back to kind of within the the organization within within AWS there's the the black ethnic network Mm -hmm. and it's a bunch of fantastic people doing fantastic evangelism for the cause Mm -hmm. but I've never felt called to join it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: whereas and there's nothing
0: wrong with that I think you I think you the thing is there's nothing wrong with you you don't have to be part and that's what I'm saying you don't have to follow the trend just because because Mm -hmm. if you know who you are then you it, that will come through and I think in a way what you're doing right now Nicholas is that you're going through a self-discovery self-disco- journey for yourself and you understand you and you're right about labels well I think we in the world will love labels because it, it helps us to put people into little boxes which I think is dangerous but it also can create division it can create um, segregation we're not intentionally but that's what not happens. intentionally
1: but that yeah, but it, it yeah, does exactly. happen
0: and i think in a way you're right and i think it's it's, it's about knowing self i know that we are if you really should want to be one then you have to take away all the other all elements that we try to attach to somebody just because it's comfortable for you or safe for you to do that and i think i i, I seriously i do understand what you're coming from and it, it's important for us as human beings to reflect and think hold on a minute if i label you this what am i really doing what am i really creating exactly. and so yeah i hate I, I hear you i understand and i appreciate your journey no no no, no i'm not you. saying it just because you i'm um, here but i'm saying it because no, i do you know because I, I hate labels i am i'm putting my hands up i hate labels because labels just cuz more promise. Let's see it makes people's life easier but it doesn't it just creates more problems
1: more problems yeah yeah. that's 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 been my experience and i just thought i'd I'd share that in in the context of the kind of diversity inclusion so i'm fully on you know from a diversity perspective this is happening right the the world is becoming more diverse yeah it's a moving locomotive no one Mm. can stop that aspect Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but inclusion i think the the way i see it at the moment in society there's there's work to be done and there's steps Mm -hmm. that need to we still need to take for true inclusion
0: true i i you know that's a big topic and another (laughs) but you're right i i as i said i when you what you said is makes good sense and it's not just saying just because because i do what you're just saying it resonates with what i i think and i think sometimes labels can be very dangerous it's not an intentional way of separation but it actually does create separation because then you see me as this yeah, yeah. whereas really should be seeing it as because if you if i look i should look at you and see you in me does that make sense the mirror it's like yeah. i wish you be able to see each other because we're much more than the physical where they intervene exactly and that's, this and that, is and that's the thing exactly. so so <laughs> i agree with you there so thank you so much. I really appreciate um, our conversation. This is, you know, I, it's quite kind of kind of thought provoking, and I love that. And I, I, I hope and I pray that people who listen to us, listen to you, your speech, listen to your, our conversation, will also be reflective. Because I think it's so important for us as human beings to be reflective, not to be too much in a hurry to go that way, but just sit down just for a while and just say, hold a minute, this whatever, and it just be sure that Every time we look around, we are looking out for each other at the same time. So yeah. Thank you no, so I re- I totally much. Totally
1: resonate with that. Yeah, exactly.
0: Thank you so anyway. Thank you very much, Nicholas. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you again. This is Margaret Ajibada, STEM Positive Disruptor, and with my special guest today, Nicholas Donkas, senior consortium with AWAS, specializing in IoT. What is a consultant that People phrasing and he's doing a great job as well. So please listen so and subscribe to the channel and let us spread the word as well, because that's what we want to do, making sure the diversity in the role, of diversity in the people that work in the industry too. Thank you.